Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you're watching. This is Mapa. I'm Stel. I've got Thasso. Bonsoir, monsieur. Bonsoir. Oh. oh, it's a late one tonight, isn't it, for us? Yep, it is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. So I just try and keep the eyes open. We've got plenty to talk about today, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Yeah, so sh shall we get the show on the road? Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Oh. forever, man. Honestly. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That that was that was very satisfying. Okay, fine, fine. I mean, you know, it's going to make sense if my video. It's going to make sense for people if my video wasn't frozen while I was doing that, and That's also right. for the audio medium, it's not going to make any sense whatsoever while I was making that noise. Power up. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. let's go. Yeah. Our friends Aris lost 2-1 in their Champions League qualifier first leg against Rakoff. It was a disaster class defensively, my friend, but they got a goal back with a minute to go thanks to... What was it, minutes ago? Five minutes ago? I don't know. It doesn't Somewhere matter. They got a goal. They got a goal. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, for, for kind of both the goals, big defensive errors, uh, caught in possession for the first one wasn't... wasn't Great from uh, Steve Yago there. I think it's Steve no. Yago, isn't it? Uh, and then kind of, you know, they've got a back four, but you only see three defenders um, mm. kind of defending that. Uh, and there's no marking whatsoever, plenty of ball watching, and uh, fairly easy finish for the Rakoff forward there, kind of coming in, coming in on the inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... I mean, we already spoke about kind of the defensive frailties that Aris are having. So they made the change. They took Musunda off and Boyakie started the game instead. Um, yeah. I mean, it didn't didn't help much. Again, attacking-wise, you know, whenever, whenever they got the ball forward, you could see what they were trying to do. They had a game to play and they, they, they were trying. Kind of as soon as the weather changed in the second half, though... Uh, the team's tactics kind of went a bit out the window, didn't they? Is that you had that sheet rain, the kind of stuff that you see, you're like, you know, the kind of rain that goes through you, kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't a great display, kind of, especially in the second half from Aris. But you know, never say never. They made some changes, uh, got got some fresh got got some fresh legs out. Uh, then uh, yeah, my umbrella right at the end scored uh, scored a pretty good goal. I think I think he, he, he gave it a good whack, didn't he? When it when it finally comes up in the highlights, yeah, um, he gave it some welly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you put your think... ass into it. <laughs> pretty much, pr pretty much. That's that's what it was, wasn't it? Because it pretty gave it, it probably gave it a bit of a spin. But yeah. Um, Kind of the other way, you think uh, on the return leg, there'll be uh, Addis will probably be playing to, to you know the, the hot weather that they're going to have, you know, in the middle of August in Cyprus. Even if it's in the middle of the, you know, even if it's at ten o'clock at night, it's going to be it's going to be hot in Lemesor, and it's probably going to be a bit humid as well. It always is this time of year, so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Rakov deal with the weather. But here you go. There, so people watching it on the video can kind of see the kind of sheet rain that yep. they had going, and then Yago there uh, concedes the penalty. I don't think well, it shouldn't be. It would be perfect for the Rihanna 
music video, Umbrella. Oh yeah. My Yeah. Umbrella, Ella, Yeah, and Ella. the, yeah, and the t-shirt as well. And we have the My Umbrella t-shirt, boys and girls, which I'm going to show you in just a moment. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see how Yago was arguing there that that wasn't a penalty. It's, No, it's, well, you know. but yeah, um, He's not going to not argue about it, is he? Let's get oh it right. yeah, of, of course, of course. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> blatant. I don't think you need VAR for that. Uh, no, not no, for sure. but For sure. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think a lot of the players will realize. I mean, you can see Van Alves screaming at everybody else around him, kind of come on. Uh, and uh, you know, I think a lot of those players will uh, agree that that this wasn't one of their better performances. Um, No. but yeah, the you know they, they kept the defeat to one to one goal, which means it's anybody's game in Gibro, which Yeah, is absolutely. exactly what you want for the for the return leg. So I still think it's advantage Aris for the time Well, being. yeah, I, look, I fully agree with you. They still have a, a chance of going through an early goal and it's game on. But it goes back to what we said against Barte. Better teams will punish them defensively. And here's a strike with three minutes to go. Great hit from Mayambella. Great, great hit from Mayambella. And you could tell by the reaction of the head coach that they didn't want that. They really didn't want that because a one-goal deficit against a team like Addis that are very, very dangerous on the counter-attack, again, it's, it spells trouble. But as I said, if they get their defensive frailties sorted, then they stand a chance of going through. But it's important... that they stay focused and it's important that they don't suffer any injuries in training because they need to be at full strength. They need to be. It's, Yeah. uh, I, I don't know how Rakov did um, at the weekend, to be honest. I haven't checked their results, but it, it, they're a dangerous team. yeah. 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 I mean, I. In fairness, Rakov played the same kind of game as as Aris. They've got same kind of recent history. They've got they've got a lot of similarities. So you'd expect these get these two games to be quite close. Now the game in Poland, um, I think. Uh, you know, poor finishing on Rakov's side and some heroics from Van Alves kind of kept Aris in the game. They were really not at the game at all for long periods of of that, and that needs to improve in Limassol. Yeah, and they've got their own Greek, haven't they? Baba Nicola. Yeah, 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 I saw that. I, I saw that as well. I'm not sure... Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure who he is. To tell you the truth, I don't know Oh. if you've got any details on him. Um, well, I can bring up the good old transfer mark, to be honest. Ah, yeah, but you know, there's. 24 years old. He's won five trophies in his career. He was at Banionio beforehand, and prior to them, Pladanias, I don't know who they are. Never heard of them before. Mm. So basically, a couple of Super League Two teams then. The Bladanias are, are a Super Yeah, League Two team. I guess I think so. that's where Melissas has come from from Nelsalamina. Okay, I interesting. think. Okay, I think. okay. Don't don't do nobody at me. I, I'm just this is off the top of my head. It's probably completely wrong. But I'm pretty sure there's a there's Oh, a goalkeeper no. who's played in Gibro who has been at Bladanias. I think <laughs> Yorga you know what? I think it might be Yorga Yorga Livi, actually. okay. Um Yeah, I mean, but 
But yeah, I, I'm not going to look it up. It's fine. <laughs> do, do you know, just slightly deviating. I love when you go on transfer art and you look at the transfers and then it says transfer date and the drop down, the first option is doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Well, I mentioned a t-shirt earlier and we now have the Mayambella Fanella. Here we go. So if you'd like to purchase the Mayambella t-shirt, let us know. We can get that printed for you. It comes in various colors, but ideally you'd want it in green. Because it goes mm -hmm. very well with, with this and the outline and everything. So, yeah. yeah, let us know if you want the Mayambella Fanella. In fact, I'll put it up on our Instagram and Gomis liked it. So, we've <laughs> 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 got the seal of approval well, from his team. Yeah, so. I mean, he wouldn't be smiling because it's raining, raining as well. So, you know. Well, maybe he's happy to see rain. <laughs> no, but like, the, the, the image is like... <laughs> I don't know, obviously, it's, it's serious business for me. You know, While you were doing that, I did look yes. it up. It is Yorga Lidis, who was a Bladanias. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, see? It's in there. It's Congratulations! In there. That's, 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 that's pushed out somebody's important, uh, somebody's important phone number. Me knowing that Yorga Lidis paid for Fair fucks, fair oh, fucks. Yeah. All right, on to the next game. And Aek Lanaka. One all draw against Maccabi Tel Aviv. I had yep. to say that because I wasn't sure the other day. When I went on BFBS, I said Maccabi Haifa, but they're all, they're all Maccabees to me. Anyway, mm. so one apiece. It was an end-to-end -end game. The first 15, 20 minutes, pretty dominant, the Israelis. They took the lead. An equaliser came for Ayek. And then in the dying moments, they won a penalty and Triskovsky had his penalty saved my friend what did you make of this game yeah um i mean you know we talked about uh tel aviv being kind of dominant for the first 15 20 minutes but Ike were well Ike were nowhere i mean they seem to they seem to did a, a pretty good job of trying to keep uh ne Biton, uh Biton, what's his name uh, and uh, the the other zahavi they're trying to yeah. keep them quiet making sure that then they don't score uh, but uh, yeah, the, the the midfield was non-existent. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, look, they, they, they've got they had nine players behind the ball there for for this movement specifically here. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Israelis could have if it wasn't for you know uh, a couple of good Pirich saves or uh, you know the, the uh, I think yeah, Zahav, he had like four or five chances and he missed. And Cohen, I think, who ended up scoring in the end, missed a few chances as well. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for them misses, you know, I think I could have lost by three, four, five goals in this game. I they were they were getting absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, but you know, expect a manager like Robbie Keane, Robbie Keane, looking after him, you'd think they'd be able to finish a shot. But you know, um, whatever. Uh, yeah, the 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 goal as well. Um, once it comes up, uh, it's, it's it's fine. It's a goal. Uh, not much to say about it really. Um, and then kind of on the other end, Ix goal as well. Uh, Farage kind of gets the nod on from Triskovsky. Yeah. All right, my, my thoughts are all over the place. 
basically, Ajax were not at the game at all until Triskovsky showed up. Like he, he put he put Triskovsky on, and the game changed. Like it, it was like uh, the you know Ajax had somebody that they could uh, basically blast the ball up to, hold up the ball, lay it off to players like faster players like Farage, and that's kind of where Ajax's goal came from. Is that kind of uh, that kind of movement that for some reason the Israeli defense couldn't deal with? But yeah, um, I mean, so many chances for for Maccabi Tel Aviv that um, you know on any other day you'd see you'd see them probably hit the back of the net. It was uh, yeah, they, they were pretty clear cut in all fairness, and yeah. while Ayek did well to oh, that's a great strike by the it way. Is. Um, while Ike did very well to get bodies behind the ball, there were always pockets of space where Maccabi were able to exploit and get shots away. And you can't mm-hmm. do, do that in Europe. You could probably get away with it in the Cypriot League because obviously the quality isn't great in comparison. But as you see with this goal, you can't give him half a yard or a yard to switch the ball inside and, and hit it. And he just walloped it. And there was direction, there was curl. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, Pirich had no chance. So, no. you know, again, it goes back to what we said about the levels of quality. You see in the counter attack, like only players uh, Ike get back. All right, granted, it was a, the wrong decision by the winger, but there were still three Maccabi players in the box waiting for the pullback. But, you know, man, man of the moment, who was absolutely incredible last season, Farage gets an equaliser. Um, and at that point, I think it was against the runner play, but again, once he leveled it up, I thought they're going to go on to win this. But yeah. unfortunately not, wasn't the case. Yeah. But again, you see Toskowski then causing problems again in, in that highlight that just went. And yeah. Route yeah. one. Nothing there you special. Go. And it's a good it's a good finish from, from Farage. It's you know, he still he still had plenty to do. We had to keep it calm and stuff, but you know, you'd expect him a player of his quality. Do you remember too. he scored a goal like that against Addis last season where yeah. he was played through and uh he just about snuck it under Vanna Alves, but this was a, a more composed finish. Mm-hmm. He brought the ball down, great first touch and outside of the boot beyond the goalkeepers. It was a tidier finish, just put it that way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't seem to be the same team, at least, at least you know, before the season starts. They don't seem to be the same kind of team as as last season. I think, I no. think maybe, maybe, um, uh, maybe the manager has them playing a bit more conservatively, just just because of kind of what was happening, you know, after January to the to the team. Yeah, I've noticed the fullbacks don't overlap as much as they did last season. Yeah, so that that could be one of the one of the situations that they have. Of course, they're still getting balls in the box from out wide. Of course, they've still got threats in the box, but I I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what it is because we saw against Torpedo away how wasteful they were, and and they almost blew it. And in obviously in the second leg. They conceded a goal literally a minute after they scored. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a bit of ring rust, as they say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a lack of match sharpness. Similar situation with Omonia. Maybe their opponents in the preseason weren't strong. 
which mm. has affected. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but they they, they don't look right. You're right. I agree. No, no, no. I mean, they the a lot of the reinforcements they've made this summer as well. I right? guess defensively. So you know, plays like Catalaris, Roberge. Um, just trying to think. Who else? But you know, the players like Rosales have gone as well. So probably that change of personnel has led to a change in tactic, just because there's there's a need for it. You know, they don't have the players that are comfortable with the overlap anymore. Well, I'm sure there's still a lot more work to do, and maybe maybe we're being a little bit overcritical of them because of how well they did at this stage last season. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they had a very successful season in, from, from a Cypriot perspective and we're kind of expecting them to do the same this year and have the same momentum. But it, it seems to me that the squad is a little bit weaker than last season in terms of bodies and quality. Obviously, I don't know if Roberge played. I don't think he did, actually, to be honest. No, 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 he didn't. Cadelari, is he still injured? Is he 100%? I don't know. He didn't feature. I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, but they're not out of it. It's still, you know, they're still level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just that I think, you know, for the last two, three seasons, I have started the season with a rocket up their arse. And then by January, you know, the the flame's gone out on that rocket. So, you know, the form kind of falls away. So if they're not starting the season superbly, then you're kind of worried about what's going to happen for the rest of the season. I think that's, uh, I think that's where a, a lot of people are coming from on that. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe they're going to, maybe they're not starting maybe they're not starting great and then that develops over the season and they end up finishing great as opposed to uh, what's happened previously. So, yeah. Well, there's always a chance, you know, with Farage starting on the bench, perhaps they're trying to preserve him a little bit longer than usual. I know they're still looking for a central striker and a number 10, as far as I've been made aware. So they're still looking for uh, options in attack. Which is certainly because yeah. yeah, they, they haven't anyway. replaced Altman yet, no. have they? So anyway, anyway, yeah. let's move on. Let's well, move on to your boys. Huh? Oh, I was going to say before we move on from that game, we, I think we need to talk a little bit about the trouble that went on before, during, and after the game as well. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying a word about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand why because. Um, uh, for some reason, now um, this this Czech um, this, this this Czech hooligans uh, Twitter uh, account posted a video of what seems to be Gate Nine chasing Maccabi fans through Lanmagata <laughs> Town Centre the night before. Now. Uh, they're saying that it's Gate 9 and then Omonia 29th of May people, as opposed to Gate 9, Omonia. So uh, either way, uh, the police came out with a statement afterwards saying that uh, a lot of people from Gate 9 were arrested and reprimanded beforehand. So a lot of the trouble that happened that night 
was avoided. So it looked like there was something being planned. Police got hold of it and stopped a lot of it from happening. Now, at the same time, during the game and after the game, I think five Maccabee fans were arrested as well for trouble during and after the game. So uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on between not Ayek <laughs> and Maccabee fans and Maccabee fans taking not Ayek and making it Ayek uh, and uh, starting some crap on that side as well. Um, lot of lot of uh, lot of hooliganism stuff going on over the last couple of days uh, in in European games in Cyprus uh, in, in, in games involving Cypriot teams as well uh, which I thought you know probably need to calm it down a little bit especially at the moment what with uh, what happened in Athena earlier on in the week with uh, the Ajax fan losing his life now, nobody should lose his life for a game of football, man. That's not... That's... We don't do that. That's, it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it to get involved in, in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the, the Mihalis, rest in peace. Uh, and hopefully they get everybody involved in that because that's... It's it's not on. It's not on. I I mean you know it it, it it's worth saying, but also yeah. it's uh it's obvious to say it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just more disgusted with how um how a lot of fans have reacted to it in the sense that. Oh, that it's this club that's to blame, and that club's to blame, and this one, and it's almost as if, as opposed to saying what happened was bang out of order, which a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were more focused on pointing the finger at people rather than, yeah. you know, th- let's just obviously find out who did it and catch the perpetrator, so to speak, but show some respect to the family. Yeah, because I, I I couldn't believe it, and and do you know what I I put up this this TikTok video after oh, sorry it's before the cup final between Omonia and Ael, and it was Omonia mm. fans in the street. Some of them had their cars with the Drifili on, you know, just breaking yeah, yeah. it on. And the amount of comments has had over two hundred thirty thousand views on TikTok, and a lot of the comments are from Ayek fans, Olympiagos fans. Cussing Panathinaikos, and I'm like, well, it's not Panathinaikos. And then all of a sudden, the moment that incident happened, I'm getting all these comments like saying murderers and this and that. I'm thinking, whoa, like, <laughs> you guys are just, you're tapped. You're tapped. Honestly, mm. it's, it's weird. Social media is weird. It really is. But anyway, let's let's move on because it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. No, I just, I just, I just, I, I thought it. We 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 need to. We need to reference it because mm. you know it, there's we're going to talk about it. There's banners that appeared all over some of the games as well, uh, uh, all over the place. 
which, yeah. uh, uh, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but, you know, we're going to bring it up, but it's just that we, I think we needed to talk about it, get it out in the air. It's there yeah. uh, and, it, and we can get on with it. But yeah, there's something needs to change. Yeah. Something needs yeah. to change. For sure. Okay, let's move on to your team. Abuel yeah. went to yeah. Dila, Dila in yeah. Georgia, beat them 2-0. Yeah. It was closer than what the scoreline would suggest, though, wasn't it? Uh, I'd say we were fortunate to get a result here. Like, that Thierry Gale, um, uh, that, um, yeah, that Thierry Gale is, is something else. He ran rings around Susic. He, uh, he was... It, Cutting in a lot, uh, which which I I mean we were expecting it because we we had our guest last week talk about the fact that you know we're going to be seeing the Dilagori wingers cut inside uh, and try and uh, and try and get our fullbacks. Um, I was worried about Chebac. It's Susic I should have been worried about in the end. Uh, but yeah, the good goalkeeping um, and some. Missed chances and the crossbar kind of helped Abuel on the way. Like that free kick, yeah, that that was, you know, that should have been a goal. <laughs> did did but, Belich know, get something on it though? Did Belich get I something think on that? So. I think I hmm. think he must have done because that looked like it was going in. Uh, you kind of when you see the replay from the one angle, you see it looks like it's about to go in and it changes. And then obviously we score. Uh, kind of almost with the last kick of the first half. Uh, set piece, set piece comes in, uh, gets caught, uh, gets caught, cut out, doesn't get caught out properly, gets headed back to, back into the box. Kvili Dyer tries the acrobat uh, acrobatics. The goalkeeper kind of reflex save, but pushes the ball into Crespo, and Crespo is not going to have many. Easier finishes than that. Yeah. Really well, the thing is, it was a defensive disaster because they say you got to clear your lines, which they didn't yeah. do. You need to win the first ball, which they didn't. And if you can't win the first, win the second, which they didn't. And then they couldn't even yeah. win the third ball. So it, it, yeah. it was tragic defending in all fairness. But to be fair on them, they did well to get back into the game. They just couldn't yeah. find the back of the net, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 they did very well. All credit, all credit to them. It's a good performance. It just it did didn't come up for them, um, you know. And then in the end, Efrem comes off the bench and you know once again kind of saves Abuel. He seems to always do. It's like a cometh the hour, cometh the man kind of thing. Uh, like as soon as he comes on, there's something changes in the team, and then there's this free kick. That uh, comes in Chebac doing Chebac wins Chibak. it in, a set, in, in kind of like a central area again. Here we go. Yeah, and then and then a friend takes his free kick. Uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Yeah, I think he's going to be yeah. very disappointed he let that through. I think um, he didn't set the wall up properly. He saw he saw the ball coming late. I think, and that's probably what did it. And then kind of the has, rest has of the Sorry, hasn't, hasn't he made the history now? Hasn't he scored in all three European competitions for Abuel? Uh I mean, that sounds like it should be correct. Uh, That's I'm what not I heard. sure. He made history. I, th- by I scoring. think I think he I think he already I think he already did that though against Voivodina because he scored the penalty, didn't he? Oh, okay. 
Yes. But he has he has eleven goals in European competitions, which I think is the so that's it's it's ten for Abuel and one for Amoni, and I think that puts him top for Gibraltar's scoring in Europe. Right. In Europe. Okay. But yeah. That's interesting. Um, we need, that's interesting. We need. We need we need that to be a better number than we imagine. <laughs> but yeah, um, just the for for the return leg, the game's not finished yet. Two uh, 0 is a good score, but looking at the way Viragori play, if especially if that Thierry Gale is still there, then there needs to be a professional job to be done, which is going to be made harder because Crespo got injured. Right. Uh, so he was he was going to miss the game anyway because before he scored the goal, he got a yellow card. So he got a yellow card, scored the goal, got injured, and got taken off at half time, and got replaced by uh, by that fifty year old slender man. What's his name? Um, uh, the, the the old yeah, guy that we got. Yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like he's like six foot six, and he's mostly. Head, he's, 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 he's very he's, Petrovic. He's long. No, no, that's not his name, not Petrovic, is it? It is Petrovic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's long, he's not tall, he's long. <laughs> when, when you when you see him compared to it's it's it's, it's so weird, yeah, but yeah, yeah. um, and I think he's gonna end up starting with him instead of like Garamanolis or somebody. Mm. Um, the Abuel in defense, uh, a bit, um. Kind of apart from the first four, the first team behind that first team is a bit weak. I think yeah. there needs to be some kind of improvement somehow. Although I don't know how they're going to do it, considering the roster's full. I think also it goes back to what I said on, on the last episode with uh, Sarfo and Dalcio. I noticed with this game they were playing even further forward. Mm. And they left massive gaps between themselves and Kostadinov. And mm. when you watch the highlights again, you see the counter-attack. Yes, Gale on the left-hand side is causing him problems. But there is a massive hole in front of Kostadinov because the other two, yes, they track back. But it's almost as if neither of them can decide between themselves who's going to get there quicker. And that's got well, to be I mean, that's always been a problem with Safforth because there's, been, there's a couple of goals that, Abuel conceded last season, where you kind of see Safo is probably the one to get back, and you kind of see him kind of do like a eh, kind of like just flap at the running running attacking player, and then just kind of stops running and just lets the lets the player sprint on, especially towards the end of the season. So yeah. it's 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 in it, and, and Dalcio, I think. If, I mean, you've seen. We've seen him. He's he's an attacking-minded player, so he's not really going to track back so much. Um, it's going to be a problem against Dilagori because, again, you've got these wingers who are basically inside forwards, so they're going to be cutting in all the time. Which means Kostandinov has got a massive job to do tracking two wingers, especially since Chebak and Susic are quite far forward as well. Well, it's it's a good lead. It's a good lead yeah. to have. I, I don't think um, they will be upset with the, with the result. Although 
if and when they do go through, there's a chance they're going to play Ghent in the next round. And uh, I don't Ghent know. don't do well against separate teams. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. I'm not going to lie to you. Last season, we did them home and away. But it's, it's a different Ghent. You know, they're second place at the moment in, in the yeah. Belgian league. Uh, three wins on the bounce. Uh, who, they played the Pogon, didn't they? They played yeah. Pogon in the first leg and they beat them 5 0. So <laughs> they, they got goals in them. You know, Orban, he's, oh, mate, Gift Orban. Yeah, Gift Orban is scary. I mean, they're talking about him possibly replacing Harry Kane. <laughs> you know, I suppose. But yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, no one's picked him up yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's certainly a player that will give any club problems he's not just you know and Stabek are laughing because he was only there for like two years I think mm. two or three years he's 21 years old so yeah he's he's got goals in him man I think he got 15 goals last season <laughs> 15 and yeah, 16 I mean he got so many he got so many in just in Europe for him yeah, he, yeah. he's he's a fantastic player yeah he's and that, yeah. that's uh, is Kuiper still there as well I don't know. Hugo Kuipers, yeah, yeah. That, the guy that was at Olympia Goz. I think he's still there as well. Mm. Yeah, Kemal Grosicki. Uh, not, uh, not Grosicki. Um, ah, Stefan Coombs as well, midfielder. Yeah, so they, they've got a good team. They've got a very yeah. good team and they've improved from last season. But anyway, let's see. Um, yeah. Ah, well, first we've got to get... First, we've got to win. <laughs> of course. We've got yeah, to win course. in Lefkosia first. So let's let's concentrate on that. I think Sapinto will be saying the same. However, we probably won't know what Subpinto's uh, been thinking after the game because I don't know if you saw this, but because it rained quite heavily in Tbilisi and <laughs> Subpinto just likes he just likes having a shirt on. He doesn't wear a coat or anything like that. So <laughs> it rained quite heavily for, for him anyway in Tbilisi. Uh, and he walked into the press conference room uh, and the air conditioning was on. So he basically sat there for for, for like two three seconds, uh, and then got up, and walked up. out. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, uh, and then the press officer for Abuel is there, then having to explain why he's leaving. Uh, in his response, he, so so he's, he's he's talking about the air conditioning, and they're like, well, we can't do anything about the air conditioning, and he's. <laughs> and he says, uh, <laughs> "Yes." He goes, "Yes, but when we are wet, it is killing." <laughs> he closes the door behind him as well. Mate, I'll tell you what. I'm not trying to be funny, right? But, but if he there's leaves, a meme there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if he leaves, that's him leaving the club <laughs> to close the door. <laughs> It's fantastic. It's it's great. It's I can't I can't believe it. Like I know that because uh, there's all they all there's always this massive deal about you know you do the press conference you have to do the press conferences you have to do a press conference after the game. So Abuela probably going to get fined for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because he wouldn't put a coat on when he was outside in the rain. For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> 
Oh, God almighty. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like when you get a knock on the door from the Jehovah's Witnesses and you open it and that's the first thing you just close it. <laughs> Not if it's oh, yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, that's what I do anyway. I open the door and they say, hello. And I'm like, oh, Muslim. Close the door. <laughs> it worked when I lived at my mum's and they struck her off the list. So they don't know. Oh, right. Anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I did it. I did it here a few weeks ago. So, yeah. no, no offense to Jehovah's Witnesses. I've got no problem with you guys. It's just that you guys knock on the door at the, the most inappropriate times, you know? They're there yes, waiting. Trying, trying not to do it when I got my trousers down. Anyway, um, next. <laughs> well, be- before before we do, before we do, so this is this is something that came up in your money game as well. Is the uh, Cypriot fans uh, came out with banners saying, you know, obviously with what happened in uh, in Athens, they came out with banners saying only cowards use knives. So. That was that was a thing that came up, and there was a little bit of argy bargy that happened in the stadium in Georgia between Aboel fans and Dilagori fans, because so, uh, somebody in the ultras, uh, the ex- inverted commas area of the Dilagori fans, put up a banner saying "Free BBB." Now BBB are the uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Ultra, ultras. Right. Okay. So, something uh, obviously, some people got riled up because of the banner, and there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a, a coming together, but it it wasn't it wasn't anything, you know, like chair throwing or anything like that. You know that we reported on previously. It was just getting to the security barriers on both sets of fans and just. People shouting at each other mostly. It's shameless. It's, yeah. it's absolutely shameless. And the worst thing about it is, I genuinely believe that when these idiots, because that's what they are, when these idiots put up those sort of banners, they're not doing it because they genuinely mean it. It's because they want attention. They want yeah, to it's... seem. They want to seem like they are part of the this this renegade group. Of football yeah. fans that are just nothing but fighters, you know, it's yeah, like those it's... morons in Russia that, yeah. that turned up to to fight the England fans wearing their MMA gloves. I mean, yeah, fucking idiots. Yeah, no, Who no. What it is. what it is? It's like fifteen and sixteen year old edge lords mm. being like, "Oh, look how edgy and funny I am." Ooh. that's what it is. Bunch of, a bunch of 14, 15, 16 year olds being like, "Come on, then, you you awesome." Yeah, like I've seen I've seen it with Arsenal fans, but we're talking about teenage ones, you know. And they 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 put things up on Twitter like, "Yeah, let's meet up at the Tollington and 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 start trouble and and sing songs about Spurs because we hate Spurs and we think Spurs are shit." And what do we think about shit Tottenham? And you're like, oh, "Fuck off!" Honestly, part of my language, <laughs> piss off. Uh, I just it's just uh, oh god. No. Well, we can't get beers though. <laughs> well, we, we, we've we've we can't get our hands on on uh, on prime energy drinks. So let's just smash some windows. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you know when we were younger, we'd walk down the street, we'd see people drinking. Um, was it was it white lightning? White lightning. Yeah, yeah. this big blue bottle. You know, the cider. And nowadays, you just see kids with 
you know, helium balloons, and they think it's cool to. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into this. I'm not going to go into this. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's let's move on. So, Omonia did the unthinkable, believe it or not, and beat Midgetland. Mid, mid, sorry, Midgetland. Or not Midgetland. I'm sorry for the uh, the new Snow White and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs um, fans, or the Snow White and the Seven <laughs> Magical Creatures, or whatever you want to call it these days. But yes, Omonia won one nil. It was a cagey affair, to be honest. I did have my heart in my mouth. It opened 15 to 20 minutes because Midgetland are, were all over us. And I did an analysis on the game. And, you know, crikey, they got in behind us so many times down our right-hand side. But the man of the moment, Roman Bezos, scored a goal, which even I think he was quite surprised about because, number one, Midget Midgetland's defending was shambolic and number two the goalkeeper I don't know what happened with him it's almost as if he became a FIFA goalkeeper and it glitched and the ball went right through him I, I don't know what happened but yeah what are your thoughts on the game my friend uh, I, mean, I don't I don't want to call it smash and grab because uh you know Omonia had a tactic and they're talking deep um good defensive work uh Fabiano putting up pulling off some good saves as well um but uh, yeah, Midland saying that they, um, you know, we were expecting like this this attacking show of force from them. They didn't have they didn't have that much going forward, did they? They, they you know the it seemed like the the central defenders like Lang or even Lesiaks. You know, I, I've shot on Lesiaks more than most people, but he seemed to have a good game. Lang yeah. had a good game. Uh, all that, all that central defense had well, not central defense, but all all that back four had a good game. Fabiano as well. well Kulibali was a bit nervy in the opening twenty minutes. Yeah, but then as the game grew, he became more physical towards mm. Cho, their striker, and the, the the Korean got really frustrated to the point where he picked up a yellow card and got substituted a couple of yeah. minutes later. But here's the goal: goalkeeper. Lussell, I, I wanted to know where he came from because I recognised him. He was at Huddersfield. Yep, yep. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. wonder the ball went right through him because he was in that Huddersfield team that was atrocious. So there you go. Mm. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, 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 no. I mean, it's Fabiano doing a really good job in, in one goal and then you've got <laughs> that, that situation. Uh, but yeah, it... It seemed as well that uh, the Midland defense couldn't deal with uh, couldn't deal with the high press because no. it wasn't like the, it wasn't just the Bezos goal that seemed to um, seemed to cause some issues. I mean, there was I think there was uh, uh, what's his name? There was a couple Gav moments where he put the ball yeah. over the top and they just couldn't cope with it. The centre back yeah. was was literally flapping at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Omoni, I don't necessarily have the the fastest forwards you know there i mean there, there is some speed but you know you know they're not well known for speed demon stuff so so you know i think uh i think i think they're there for the taking i really do um, yeah, yeah yeah well put it this way there's there's two players that i was really in awe of that was a simsir the turkish guy mm -hmm. uh, and Sorensen. <clears throat> two very, very good players. And they're the ones that make them tick. Uh, mm -hmm. wi without their movement and their ability to shift gears, th their system doesn't work. So they're focal points. 
I watched some of their game today, actually, the 2-1 the win, and they played mm -hmm. completely different to what they did against us. So I'm expecting to play a similar system that they played against us again in the second leg to try and get down our right-hand side. <clears throat> but defensively, they were all over the place, mate, all over the mm -hmm. place. And every time we got near their box, if our movement was better and our finishing was better, I think it would have been two or three nil, in all fairness. That being mm -hmm. said... We did ride our like, especially at the end, where we're about to see the header, which goes just over. And, yeah. you know, they're clearly a dangerous team. Mm. You know, I'm under no illusions whatsoever. This ain't going to be easy going to their place. And, no. you know, as I said, you know, I don't know if you saw the, the analysis that I did. They're a very, very good team on the ball. Very good team. They're probably the most difficult opponent we've had for a couple of seasons, in all fairness. You mean in the qualifiers? I, I think in general, you know, you played Man United. Yeah, I, well, okay, well, look. <laughs> in in terms of okay, well, look, United. I think it goes without saying hmm. that you know United are one of the elite clubs, and I, I expected it to be a very one-sided game, both of them. But with United, we we shocked them. We we were a goal yeah. at half time, mm -hmm. and yeah, they did have their chances. It was only when they made Rashford come on with Marcia that they gave us even more problems and got their goals. But they they were defensively ropey as well. Ghent, another better team than us on paper, we took them apart both legs. But I think Midgeland, uh, in, in terms of their, their movement, in terms of their technical ability, I think, you know, they were one of the best teams that we play, we've played against in the, in the last calendar year. Pro even before that, I think Antwerp, were another very good team that we faced. And again, at home, I know we beat them 4-2, but their defensive frailties were there. And it just seems that the teams that we've played against that we shouldn't be beating or shouldn't be anywhere close to, we've got close to them, like Sociedad. We shouldn't have got close to them away from home, but we almost came away with a draw. But the teams that we should be, you know, levelling close to, like your Sheriffs, like your... Who's that other team that we played a couple of years ago from Kazakhstan? I forget their name. They took us apart. Yeah, Astana, so it's, it's, Mati. It's, it's weird. It's, it's weird. Mm. Even Gabala away from home. Like we, we got out of jail in that one. Yeah. Away from home. Sorry, not at home. Away from home. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for now. Yep. 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 Well, I mean, we, we're, all, we're all happy for the moment because the coefficient the is obviously going up. Yep. yep. Um, we're only... Uh, it was it was something... It's, it's something very, very close between us and Sweden right now for that for that 22nd place. It's like 25 points. <laughs> it's, it's like something minuscule. Yep. So what we want to be doing is we want to be picking up all four teams in Europe, regardless of what colours they play in. Uh, you we know. need two draws and two wins, and we're yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. Two draws and two wins. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. Shall we move so on? come on. Fucking come on. Oh, come on. Cyprus <laughs> is massive, mate. Oh. Yeah. Hadi, next story. All right, well, now, now we're going into the stories now. So we've done, we've done the football, now we're doing yeah. the sideshows. <laughs> so first of all, uh, last week we talked we talked about resistance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So 
Last last week we talked about Bafos making a new signing and him not being much of a manga. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it turns out we can now remove the word allegedly from when we're talking about him oh. because he has been punished in oh. Brazil for being involved in this match-fixing uh, ring. So he's been fined 30,000 Brazilian money. I'm not sure if that's a big amount or not. I'm going to have to ask I'm going to have to ask uh, people whether that's a big amount of money. Um mm. and he's also been banned from football in Brazil for a year. So uh, it's awfully convenient for him to come on loan to Cyprus just prior to the announcement of the punishment, isn't it? Very convenient, um, but yeah. So he joins. He joins a couple of others um, who have been punished for crimes that they've that they've done that we don't. No, we no longer have to say allegedly to. So there we go. Manga is not a manga. Yes. Well. Fingers crossed you won't get any phone calls from <laughs> Buffer. Well, 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 put it put it this way, right? From from what I gather Sorry, from Ali FC. Sorry, Ali FC. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. From, from 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 what I gather, we just need to keep an eye on when he gets yellow cards. Mm. Oh, there you okay. go. Hey, hey Fussell, anyway. let's play let's play a game. If I put a letter on top of my head, can you tell me a footballer whose name begins with that letter? Go on. I'm joking. No. Oh. Okay. I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure what's that in reference to. I just Oh, oh, I get it. Changing the subject. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right, got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay, fine. Fine. I'll change the subject. So um War Division season three is officially cancelled. No Yes, 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 yes. The alleged the alleged sex pest um has Left Kipro and gone to Morocco. Uh, it's been announced officially by Ra- Raja Casablanca. I don't know if you. See, I don't know if you saw the video. But, no, I haven't. No. But the the the, the media team at, at that club. Good job. Okay. Good job. I mean, at the end of it, they reveal it's Amar Wada, but they did a really good job on the video beforehand. Um, yeah. So you know, he's looking at you, kid. Huh. Good luck to him, kind of. He's looking at you, kid. It's from Casablanca. Okay, all right, move on to the next one. Right. Um, yeah. Abolon have signed... Uh, uh, did we do this pun last week? <laughs> no, we did a different one. We did oh, we a did different, different one. one. Sorry. It was uh, Play It Again, Sam. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then and then you said something about Ingrid Bergman being naked. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. Anyway, it does mean that now, after this week, in theory, we there's no reason to talk about Amarvada anymore. It's quite sad, isn't it? It End is. of an era. End of an it era. Is. It is pour one out for us not being able to talk about Amarwada anymore. <laughs> well, listen, this is Mappa and this is Cyprus. 
don't be surprised yeah. if something very similar or we have some other shenanigans going on this season because while the the new signings have come in to the clubs and a lot of them have very big reputations this is cyprus yep. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps is the gift that keeps on giving yeah somebody else will pop in don't oh, worry you know mexican soap operas and and whatnot yeah you know? yeah <laughs> um right that one's done next one uh, Abolon have signed maybe their Jovanovic replacement in goal. Ooh. So uh, this is a Dutch goalkeeper called Peter Leuvenberg. Le- okay. Leuvenberg. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. Le- it's 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 a it's a weird spelling. Anyway, uh, he, he was in the Ajax youth teams. He's played for Dordrecht, and then he went to South Africa and played for Cape Town City, and then. Oh. FC Groningen. Okay. So he's 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 gone to Dutch-ish speaking places. You could argue Afrikaans is near near to Dutch and mm. whatnot. But yeah, um, he got released by Groningen. Uh, the last game he played for them, he got sent off in the first half, and the team went on to lose six nil. Oh, okay. Well, listen, people change. The circumstances change, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, they were only 1-0 down and then he got sent off. So mm. the other five goals are somebody else's problem. It's just okay. his last game for Groningen and he got sent off. Um, but yes, he's got 45 clean sheets in 169 games. Okay. So that's some pretty good statistics. Good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um They'll need the clean sheets because um, they played a friendly. I don't know if you know this week. Yes. One of them played a friendly against Napoli. Yes. And they kept the score respectable. Yeah, that's right. It's only a 2-0 loss. Uh, Ossiemen was one of the uh, one of the goal scorers. I can't remember who the other one was. But Napoli, um... Napoli put out a very strong team as well. It wasn't it wasn't like a friendly for the sake of a friendly it was they they put out what what would probably entail a lot of their first team their first yeah, 11 De Lorenzo the was playing uh Zielinski Lobotka uh Raspadori Osimen uh oh, think... Faradona was playing yeah yeah they 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 played, they played all their big guns and they only managed to win 2-0 Yep. So I think that's a very, 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 very respectable score. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well done. Well done, Abolon. But, kind of when you look at their team sheet, who's going to score the goals for them? Ah, well, yeah. Yeah. They, mm. it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, obviously, Dinkini is the only, I'd say, out-and-out goal scorer that they got um i don't know I really there's don't that know. guy there's that guy they signed from indonesia as well yeah the guy without any vowels in his name he wasn't even on the bench uh, because he has an injury record so he just, if he's injured mm. i think i need a striker yeah 
Yeah, possibly. They need possibly. a goal scorer in there. Well, they haven't anyway. got European football, so I, I don't think they're, 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 they'll be desperate for it. No. But anyway. No. And you've got Sagal as well, who can score goals. Yep. Yep, but he's more of a he's more of a winger, isn't he? There. Yeah, true. So, so what, are they going to play four six? <laughs> Brazil, uh, you know, um, Barcelona tiki taka style. Yeah? Possibly, possibly. Never know. Never know. <laughs> Don't put it past them. Right, but yes. Next story. Yes. Um, come on, everybody! What time is it? It's Chico time. <laughs> that's, 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 that oh reference God. is probably only for like six people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and this, this podcast and is singing to new lows. Are doing the podcast. <laughs> We're singing to new lows. <laughs> Listen, I I had to find something to put there for Chico Banza because Mm. we've been, you know, it's it's the saga of the summer for secret people. Will he? Won't he? Yeah, especially since Chico Banza has decided to get every team involved in the bloody thing as well by wearing (laughs) those different football shirts that he was wearing when he was training in Angola. (laughs) So Peter Odenwingi is all over again, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, with the... Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I saw that. I saw that the other day. I don't know why it came up the other day. Uh, But yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was taking so long for Kane to sign for Bay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Um, So... Uh, I'm just going to mention quickly what's gone on, just in case people haven't been listening. Um, he was supposed to show up for preseason training at Nea Salamina when everybody else did. Um, but Nizhny Novgorod seemed to have showed some interest in him. So Chico Banza decided to stay in Angola and do his preseason training at home. Mm. Now, Nea Salamina contacted him two, three times to try to get him to come to Cyprus for pre-season training to the point where they actually booked him another ticket to get to Cyprus. And he's basically left the sporting director in the Lanaga airport holding the, <laughs> holding the piece of paper up that says Chico Banza. And he was just uh, waiting there and waiting and he didn't show up. Um, and then Anorthosis heard about this. And decided this is a player we want. So it seems that uh, well, it's been reported that the fee that Anorthosis have paid now Salamina for Chico Banza is 170,000 euros. Which, wow. well, I mean, it's it's not a big amount of money when you normally when you normally look into it. But this is a transfer between two clubs in Cyprus. One of which has never had money, and mm. the other one, which is having massive financial troubles at yeah. the moment. So, where they got the hundred and seventy thousand euros to spend on Chico Banza is, mm, yeah, yeah, yes. that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Although, what I will say. Both clubs have a few things in common, don't they? 
and I believe, didn't they have a testimonial game for Magatha recently or a farewell, yeah, farewell game? Yep. So, listen, agreements occur. You know, perhaps they, they're, they're paying that 170 grand over a certain period of time, maybe in installments. So perhaps it wasn't upfront. You know, for all we know, there might be another deal coming soon between the clubs where another player goes the other way. I don't know, but they 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 make it work in Cyprus. They make it work somehow. They somehow. do somehow. They do. But anyway, yeah. All right. Do you want me to do you want do you want me to show you how they announced it as well? I'll bring it up right now, my friend. No, I was going to say I'll, I'll bring it up, but yeah, fine. Oh, here, it. here you go. There he is. The eyes, Chico, they never lie. Uh, now, I struggled with this for, yeah. for for a minute, and then I realised that they superimposed Chico Banza's cartoon head on Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, Chico Banza, coming soon to a stadium near you. Yeah. Although, if I, if I remember correctly, that scene... Was actually he was uh, Al Pacino was actually driving during that when he said that line. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one, this is the scene at the end where he's got the mountain of cocaine in front of him, and he's got yeah. the, as you can see in the background, there's the the, the oil painting. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, but yeah. at least they tried. At least they tried. I, I must say, at least it's a good effort. It's a good effort. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, still a little bit cringe, but. Yeah, you know, I, I I prefer the reggaeton don thing, you know. But then again, he's <laughs> from Angola, so even that wouldn't fly. Well, they yeah. could have, they could have done, they could have done like Razor Ramon. Remember, remember Razor Ramon, the WWE wrestler, you know, <laughs> El Chico with the toothpick. Yeah. Like, that could have been the announcement video. We could have had Chico Bantha just walking on the screen like Razor Ramon, you know, and then get the Chico's gonna carve you up, you know. Listen, for me, they needed to pull out its chico time. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Right, right, okay. okay. Next one. Right. Um <laughs> we we need we need to talk about AL. Oh dear. We need to talk about AL. Um, there's there's a couple of people that are going to be very disappointed with talking about IL. We, we have a friend because... that's an IL fan that watches the pods, and I don't yeah. want to let him down. I'm sorry, bro. No, no, but I'm we sorry. we need we need we need to talk about this because it's it's sad what's happening to the club. It's sad what's happening. I mean, they did right. They did the press release for their new kit, and yeah. they were like. And and half the time they were mentioning this, the the anchor, they were mentioning the anchor. That's in the you know we're going to have this anchor, uh, and it's going to have the uh, it's going to have the, the 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 club's year of uh, uh, the, the establishment on there, and it's going to be it's like shows up the importance of the port uh, to the club and everything else. Now, I, I mean, I have cropped the, the picture because the anchor is just, as you're looking at it, it's to the bottom left of the player's shirts. 
Right. So it's 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 a bad crop job, but on my end. But it's this tiny little thing. They spent about twenty five percent of the uh, uh, of the press release, press release, the conference that they were doing, just saying, "Yeah, the anchor is very important." And it's like it's 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 like this big on the shirt. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and then they had the captains come out. They kind of pose very like. <laughs> No, you. Muriel is there doing his best, best impression of, of. I'm here for another year. Great. Yeah, and but yeah, Medojevic was like, do I, do I look? Where do I look? <laughs> and uh, and I didn't do a screenshot of Devest when they had him come on, but he was doing like the whole, like. This my guy. This isn't the photos. For the, this is one of the the official photos, which they put later when they took pictures of the players uh, uh, in the Alfamera Stadium posing yeah. in all kinds of places where you actually do do that. And but yeah, it was very, very awkward. Now mm. there were a few questions. There was a question and answer session, very quick one as well. So they announced. Ezekiel Henty is going to be joining within the next 24 hours. Yep. Uh, that was Friday lunchtime. It's Sunday evening, and there's still been no announcement. At least last time I checked, which was like two hours ago, they hadn't they hadn't put anything out about it. Yeah. Um, also, during the press conference, they announced they received an offer from a club for Aaron Chibola, and the players asked to talk to the club. The club in question is the recently promoted Hatta FC from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and it's a six-figure sum as well that they're paying IL for. So okay. good financially. But Chibola, I think, would have been very important for them to for whatever aims they had this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, look... Um... Yeah. He he clearly was one of their standout players last season. There's no doubt about it. And to lose him, to lose Davor, big, big loss in the middle of the park. Miralas was probably their best player and he was injured half the time. Mm-hmm. Miliciano came in, did what he could. You know, that club is in dire straits at the moment, financially all over the place. I, I know that if an investor came in, they would entertain it for sure. But as I said on numerous occasions on this podcast, no one with any sanity will go near Cypriot clubs because people can't keep their mouths shut. Yeah. And that's just how it is. I'm just going to yeah. say it. People talk mm-hmm. and the you know non-disclosure agreements go out the window. And it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, so here's here's another thing, right? During the press conference, um, the leaders of the Somadio stated that the next two to three years will be a transition period for the club and the fans will need to be patient. So they, 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 they're gearing the fans up for a very difficult two, three years. Um now, one day later, I'll had a friendly with Anorthosis, uh, where 
the coach, uh, Christos Haralambos, was involved in an incident with some fans as they kept saying stuff about his wife and kids. Bro, Unhappy see... with how the preseason has gone. Yeah, see, there's there's no need for that. No, there's there no isn't. Need for that. I mean, it's only preseason as well, but it kind of shows you the the negativity around the club at the moment. I think mm. it's like they're trying. There's some idea of trying to bring uh, people together, um, whilst at the same time complaining about all the crap that's gone on before. Mm. Um, the fans obviously want to support the team, but they want to see better results and performances from the team. Yeah, the players have had, have uh, been asked to, especially the ones that have stayed on, have been asked to renegotiate their salary because the club can no can no longer afford the salary that they were receiving before, and the club as well. So the some idea itself is saying that it owes some of the players their salary from last season. So it's 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 not looking good at all. I mean, I, I put in the notes here um, that I suspect I will be very lucky to finish eighth this year. It's, it's not going well at all, is it? No, no, not at all. And look... Casa was a disaster. Teixeira, yeah. I think he'll be a, a big loss for them, captain. Well. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned Davor, I mentioned Chibola. And look, the players that they've brought in, I think uh, Ravitsuka, the defender, I think he'll be a good signing for them. You know, mm -hmm. this guy was at uh, Zutvalgarum last season. He played for Crotone in Italy. He was at Helsingborg. Good defender. And I think he's, what, 28, 27, 28, if that. Uh, again, Morera, I think he'll be a good player. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, yeah, okay, Hendy, Hendy might be a good player. You never know. He did okay. Yeah, he didn't get the chance at Abolon. No, no, yeah. he didn't. He didn't. But George Marsh, unproven, obviously in Cyprus. Mm. More say, I'm not sure how he will do. But again, all, all over the pitch, man. All over the pitch, defensively, you know, Deves has got mistakes in him. He's very, he's an aggressive player. He's been known yeah. to give a bit of back chat as well. And if you look at the squad depth, it really isn't great. It really isn't great, and it's it's got to be a massive concern. And don't get me wrong; they've got a lot of young players in the squad. Don't well, you know? It's, it's, I mean, it's the young players as well. They got some games as well last towards the end of last year. Yeah. So a lot of those young players have got a bit more experience than otherwise same age players would have in other teams. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, even even some of their standout young players from last season have gone, mm -hmm. uh, especially separate ones. So Bandeli's gone to Garmiodisa, for instance. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see if they're going to give um, uh, Luga a chance up front because he was at Krasava last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I don't know if they're going to try, but he's what 22 years old. Mm. Uh, he he might be he might be an an option. They um, they need to figure out 
the forward line because that was the problem from last season. Yeah. They had they had Kakani Click, they had uh Berahino, they had Miralas, they had Miliziano, yeah. they had they had so many people playing up front for them and what their top goal scorer had what, four goals, five goals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, as, as I said, it, it wouldn't be surprising if, if they give uh, Lugar a chance. You know, this lad was at Atalanta's academy, he was at Palermo's academy, and then he went, ended up in a few other obscure clubs. I think, didn't he go to Bulgaria at one point, if I'm not mistaken? I, can't, I don't know. I don't even know where he went. I think he might have gone to Bulgaria for a bit and then ended up back in Italy. Then. Anyway, long and short of it is they, yeah. they certainly need a striker. And if they're going to trust in youth, which I think would be a good thing, don't get me wrong, at the same time, are a lot of these youngsters ready? They haven't been known to produce many great youngsters. Mm. I, not that I can remember anyway. People will correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. But it's, it is a concern. It is a concern for them. And I, I think eighth, you said they'll be lucky to get eighth. I think they'll be lucky to get bloody tenth, to be honest. It's going to be a struggle for them. Yeah. It's going to be a long season. Yeah. Sorry. So, sorry, Isle fans. It's going to be a long one. I yeah. mean, last season, I said they were going to come first. <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to go into that again. <laughs> no, but, but you know, the, 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 the kind of the optimism at the beginning of the last season compared to the feelings that they've got this season. It's it's like uh, 100 to zero at the moment. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. bad. Ah. Anyway. Next one. We've got next. Um, so I'm going to go to English Cypriot stuff for, for, for a minute. Ooh. We've got New, Salami, new Salamis win an extra time in their FA Cup. Um, what was it called? The, the the round that they were in? First extra qualifier? preliminary huh? round replay. Okay. So, so they, they were playing Redbridge FC and they drew in Redbridge. So they got a replay in Haringey. And it was 1-0 up to the 95th minute. Then Derek Asamoa got fucking have it. And 1-0 took it to extra time. And I extra, and they won the game in extra time. and didn't have to take it to penalties. So that's a good thing. But yeah, they ended up winning the game 3-1. So, golf clap. Yeah, there we go. Um, well done, lads. Well done. Of course, then they played the first league game of the season uh, and then they lost 3-1. We won't talk about that. No, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so there, zoom, next one. Um, Anorthosis are your Yaya's favourite team. <laughs> your Yaya, my Yaya, all the Yaya's. Right? Uh, the <laughs> the club, one. yeah, exactly. So the club has decided to award honorary plaques to Stavrullas Sofogleus and Fodini Evangelu. So Mrs. Sofogleus, 
uh, is being awarded this honorary plaque because she uses her pension money to buy season tickets for children in need. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, she does. Yeah. And uh, now, Mrs. Evangelou, who's the one who was just on screen there, um, is because she is a big fan of anorthosis. <laughs> like, the, the she led uh, the fans that showed up to the first training session of preseason. So she was there. She was like lighting flares and getting everybody cheering <laughs> and all, all kinds Amazing. of stuff. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, like proper, proper wholesome, wholesome stuff. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And, yeah. She weren't the one that threw the Molotov. Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she's got a problem with Knobloch. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it wasn't her. I promise. No, it wasn't her. No, 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 no. I, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I'm saying it now. She wouldn't have been able to throw it. Um, right. We've got some. So there's a few bits of transfer news for Omonia. I don't know if you, if uh, I'm gonna blast through them uh, yeah. a little bit for you. Um, so we've got Brandon Barker got released. I mean, he was basically released like. Nine months ago, <laughs> yeah, he's officially gone. Uh, Hector Euster uh, has signed for Indian Super League champions Mohun Bagan. Okay, yeah, we've got Ditos Prokopiu signing from yeah. the Olympiakos youth teams. Is that right? Yeah, in Greece. Yeah, former yeah. Bologna. Uh, sorry, the the good Olympiakos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then we've got Asimenos as well. Got loaned out to the crap Olympiagos. Yes, yes. And there you go. So Olympia, uh, Olympiagos, left Cosias have got a team that are going to completely. They're going to. I don't want to. They're going to fuck that league, man. <laughs> the team, the, the team sheet on that on that on that team is is something yeah. else. I think they're going to yeah. they're going to walk it. I think. Yeah. And then watch them do a season like I had last year. <laughs> I'll leave it and then, out. <laughs> and then the last the last bit I just wanted to chuck in very quickly, Bitas watch. Okay, yes. I I, I drew two all with IFK Broma Broma Pokiana. Okay. There's a J in there somewhere. I, I think I'm I not even right. gonna try and pronounce <laughs> it, so I'm going with that. Yeah, well, so there was no goals for him. Three shots. Um, but yeah, the story of the game seems to be that his forward, one of his forward partner buddies, uh, whose, whose surname is Farage, uh, scored an own goal and then mm. scored in the correct end to equalise within, within a minute of each other. So the okay. 86th and the 87th minute. He went from zero to hero like now, Bitas played all 90 minutes. Well, he played the full game. Uh, and kind of when you look at the lineup in uh, uh, in Google, there's they, they give ratings for everybody. And Bitas got four out of five compared to some of the ratings around him. That's very, very positive. Okay. So I think I think the Gibrei have been at it, at it going like, yeah, five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, he he was he was a pain in the ass for the IFK Bromaha Pokiana uh, defense. 
which will piss off Olof Melberg because he's their manager. Mm. And the only reason I know that is because it's Olaf fucking Melberg. He's, he's, he's the beard Olaf Melberg. <laughs> amazing, what? amazing defender for Villa. But yeah, there you go. So that's all the news items, I think. I think we've got rid of all the news items, unless there was something you wanted to bring up. No, no, nothing. Nothing at all. We, we've got some time for some questions because you put up a request for questions on yes. Discord and on our Facebook group page. So we have a Discord and a Facebook group page. It's all in the description. Don't forget to like and leave a comment. Let us know what you think of this pod. If you want to jump on, that would be great. More the more the merrier. If you've got any stories or anything that you'd like to tell us, any information, we'll take that on board. But we have some questions. We have some yeah. questions. Let's start with Mario. Yeah. He said, or should I say, he asked, how far can separate teams actually go in Europe? As far as far as they can. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, listen, right. I got to the quarterfinals, right, of the Europe, the Europe Conference League. Now, you, you could say that they probably got a bit lucky because of the third place in the Europa League. Yep. So this year is going to be a bit difficult for a separate team to get to the same point uh, as last year. So I don't. Yep. I think it'll be. I think it'll be uh, a while before we see anybody in the quarterfinals again of, yep. of a European competition. Now it depends. I'd say uh, it depends who artists get in whatever group stage of a competition they end up in. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd have a good chance to to go far dependent on who they end up in well, the, sorry they, so they're the guaranteed the europa league no the no europe no the guaranteed european the european group stage competition right so, so if they go if they go through and then they lose in the next round they're going to the europa league if they go out this round they go conference league exactly right okay understood understood okay if they Fine. right if they go out here, then they'll have the playoff round for the Europa League. Right. If they win that, Europa League. If they lose that, Conference League. Yeah. Obviously. But if they go through this round, they're still guaranteed uh, Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, fine. So, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's all a chance that they could do as well or better, but it all depends on who they get in the group stages because you've got to remember Aris's coefficient is I mean it'll be it'll be the worst out it'll be one of the worst out of the teams in, mm. in the group stages just because they don't have any history in the competition. They yeah. they, they they only played one uh qualifying round last year and that's basically it. So they don't have anything coefficient wise. Yeah it's, Which will make them fourth seed for any group that they end up getting drawn in. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, look, the, the way I see it, right, is Abuel are likely to go through, right? And if they play Ghent, then there's going to be problems. But again, you never can tell. Mm. You never can tell. I, I'm, I'm, not, no, I'm not saying never. Omonia, if we get through Midland. It's still going to be a difficult game against Legia or Austria-Vienna. But again, never say never. Um, as for Ajax, uh, crikey, um, they're going to need to get past Maccabi Haifa. And if they do... Tel Aviv. Maccabi Tel Aviv. 
sorry, <laughs> Maccabi Tel Aviv. If they get through that, then they play uh, Selce of, of Slovenia. Got, I think they've got the best chance of getting through yeah. to the group stages if they get yeah. through to the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. But in, in, to, to answer his question, obviously it depends on if they get to the group stages. Now, if they get to the group stages, then... Anything can happen. And to be fair, again, sorry to go cliche, but the transfer window closes mid-September. We've still got a month to go. So the players that come in for any of these clubs, or should I say the quality of these players, the players that come in, depend on where these clubs go in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. So I could tell you this for now. If, if Omoni get past Midtjylland, then there's a chance that they'll bring in a, a striker before the, the next round. But if mm. we go out to Midtjylland, we probably will bring in a striker. But the quality of striker won't won't be won't be as good as what we would if. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of ver- lot of variables, but that's that's the cop out answer, I guess. But sorry, Mario, that's the way it is. Um, mm. His next question is: Has the level of Cypriot football gone down, or has it increased in the last decade? Because I believe. For top teams, they haven't increased in quality. And I might even say that they have regressed instead of progressing. That's why smaller teams have caught up and even surpassed them in recent years. Hmm. It's an interesting interesting question. I think think there's been some clubs that have been sat content with where they are in life. So, for instance... Omonia won the league and then after they won the league like like, like you had the interview uh, you had the interview the other week with um, yeah, with, yeah exactly uh, and he said he was telling the club to push on so they could dominate mm. yeah. and they did the opposite they rested so everybody else caught with them uh, Abuel are going through massive financial issues at the moment. So um, it's going to be very difficult for them to push forward. And offices, the same thing. Um, but yeah, they, they fell off a cliff last year. Mm. Uh, and they needed to improve. Now, at the same time, smaller clubs in inverted commas have had a lot more investment come in. Alice and Bafos have pushed themselves up the league, basically yeah. supercharging their roster compared compared to other teams. Um, but saying that, like I, I have been run very um, efficiently, so they've performed well where they need to. They're they're working in such a way that um, what they're doing seems the most sustainable out of everybody. Yeah, but again, they're trying to kind of go that little bit further, jump up another step, uh, and it's whether or not they can do that. So I don't think, I don't think the level's gone down. I think there's a few teams that kind of sat back and been content with how things have gone on, whereas some other teams have pushed further. Uh, and which is why you've got teams like Nea Salamina uh, kind of scraping at the heels of the big boys. 
Yeah. The thing is, I think there is no right or wrong answer to this question. And I'll tell you why. Because when Upwell were extremely successful, especially doing well in Europe, they were bringing in players like your Reese's, you know, these big names that did it at the highest level who were at the tail end of their careers but could still do a job. Yeah, We're still seeing that now. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're still seeing that now. So that hasn't changed, right? But we're seeing less players over the age of 33 coming to Cyprus now. We're seeing players maybe at the end of their peak or at a younger age. If that makes sense. I think the reason the big, and I agree, the big teams have regressed, although that's because, number one, they're a victim of their own success. Mm -hmm. So, Anorthosi haven't kicked on since qualifying for the Champions League. Upwell haven't kicked on since being so dominant. They haven't continued that dominance because it leads me on to the second reason, their financial mismanagement. Yeah. If they had the right people there, and the same goes for Omonia because we almost went out of business. So these clubs that were successful over a set period of time, they were, one, victims of their own success because they didn't build on it. And number two, their fi- their finances haven't been right. Abolon, look how long it took them to win a league title. Right? Yeah, and yeah. as opposed to kicking on, they sacked three managers. Yeah. In one season. So, yes... Big teams have regressed. And yes, the smaller teams have improved. But there's still a gulf in ability. And as we saw with the points, you mentioned Salamina. First half of the season, they did pretty well. I mean, they were fighting for top six. Mm -hmm. They were very close to getting top six. But then when the league split and it came to the the playoff rounds, they unorthodoxy finished above them. And yeah. obviously, were terrible last season. So mm-hmm. when the league splits, unless a club is fighting for survival, if like for example, again Salamina, they were safe. There was yeah. no way that they were going to go down. Yeah. And yeah, they won games, but there were some performances that we'll talk about last season. Like where, where's the Bursa ball gone? And it's yeah. almost as if not that they're down tools, but it was like, oh, well, you know, the, the beach is around the corner. Let's go to the beach for this game. Mm. Can't be bothered. So there's, there's a, there are so many answers, so many possible answers. And yes, there's foreign investment from the smaller clubs like Yagrida and obviously with Doxa, with their hierarchy, making decisions to bring in certain players and improve the quality, etc. There are a lot of moving parts with the Cypriot League. And I think the biggest problem that we're going to have with our league is that the big clubs will never learn their lessons. Yep. Yeah, that's my opinion. Oh, they learned opinions, the wrong sorry. lessons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go to the next question. It yeah. is by our friend in the United States of America, Ryan Guild, the Paralimni fan. Do you see the national team advancing to either one of the top tournaments, or will they be stuck in limbo? If nations like Iceland can make it to the World Cup in Euros, surely Cyprus can as well. Now, Mike Pieri gave a very good answer, which I'm not going to read out because it's, it's, it's a pretty long one. There's no disrespect to Mike. I, I appreciate the 
the sentiment. And I appreciate the effort. And this is my way to encourage people to go onto our Facebook group page where they can see the, the full answer. But do you, want, do you want to give your opinion on this, mate? Um, yep. Uh, the answer for me is no. No, we, we, we're never going to qualify for a for a, a final for a competition. And it's unless because, and okay. it's because, well, the unless will come with the because. Okay. And it's because the people in charge of the system don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and and they won't. They'll 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 never know what they're doing or they will know what they're doing, but they will do it too late and everybody else has moved on. So they'll still be behind everyone else. I mean, we're talking look, the late 90s, early 2000s, right? You had Costantino, you had Ocas, you had Gogic, you had Tomic, you had uh, so, like, so many players there. And Gomidis, you had Jorgal uh, Lidis in goal, you had so many, so many good players, right? And we still only talk about all oh, that time they beat Spain. That time they drew four all with Portugal, you know. And it's never, it's never kicked on. So like we've got, we've got at the moment, we've got players, we've got Johnny's, we've got Gastanos, we've got uh, players in England, we've got there's other players in Italy, we've got so many good youth prospects and you know we're lining up against georgia with six defenders in the first 11. i mean that 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 tells you all you need to know now on top of that organizationally it's it's all crap organizationally the cypress fa is rubbish I mean, they did a big promotion. They did a big uh, promotional video about um, Ayak, the Ayak youth team winning a UEFA award for youth engagement, grassroots football, right? But what kind of the way that Ayak were, uh, the people at Ayak were describing this grassroots engagement thing was like, I mean, my response to that video was a, yeah, that's what you should have been doing for the last 15, 20 years, not the last two seasons. And, you know, we're, we're 15, 20 years behind everybody else. And it's always going to be like that. So I don't ever see us getting into a final of a competition. Well, into a finals competition. Final tournament, yeah. yeah. Well, look, we, we, we've we said it on numerous occasions on this pod that the Cypriot FA need to be looking outside of Cyprus for talent. And thinking about it more and having various conversations with people, I've kind of understood why they don't do it. Because there's this misconception about Cypriot football. Uh, and it's by a lot of Cypriots in the UK where they think that Cypriot football is backward. And yet it has its moments, but they think the quality is so bad. And I've spoken to a few youngsters who believe that they can easily walk into a top team in Cyprus. 
and they can't. They can't. Yeah. Because, again, and this is no disrespect to them, but then when I look at their quality and the clubs that they've played for in the UK, they could get into a second division team, of course. But the first division is a different animal, completely different animal. And again, it's that element. I would say, it's, yeah, I'd say it's an element of snobbery, but it's a lack of understanding. And I'm thinking about GOP and they're probably saying, well, if we do bring in these British Cypriots or American Cypriots or Australian Cypriots, whatever, number one, they're going to hinder the development of our young Cypriot players. And number two, are they going to not disrupt, but obviously there's still that tension. And it, is, it does exist. It does exist. A lot of the young Cypriots out there will be thinking, well, why, why are you here? Like, why are you in our national team? You don't play out here. You don't know the culture fully. You could just about speak the language. And I can see it. I can understand it. I don't agree with it. And it's a fact. No one can, can disprove that. That being said, another reason why the Cypriot national team won't get to a final a tournament in my lifetime or our lifetime is because I firmly believe that there's still the wrong mentality from the Cypriot players. Now, how many times have you and I celebrated the fact that we have Cypriot players abroad? Like you mentioned, Johnny's, Laifi, etc., etc. But why are we celebrating this? Because it's actually happening more often than before. Mm -hmm. So we do know that the quality is there, but I still believe it's a mentality thing in Cyprus. Because I've heard several times that certain players, not just one or two, we're talking five or six players in Cyprus, have been approached by clubs abroad. We're talking about big clubs. We're not talking about elite clubs, but big clubs abroad. And they've decided not to go because, number one, they're in their comfort zone and they're too scared to go abroad. Number two, they're too close to their parents, too worried about their families. And number three... I think it's got to do with, with agents as well, wanting to get a better deal from. And obviously the clubs have something to say about it as well. So mm -hmm. it isn't just one problem. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like when, yeah. working in the industry, in, in, the, in the world that I do, let's say, for example, again, I'm, I'm deviating, but I want to give you guys a, a little bit of an outlook. There's this stigma attached to African footballers and they think, oh, you know, a lot of these youngsters, they've got five or six agents, which is true. A lot of them do have too many people involved, which is why it's very difficult to get these players outside. Hence the reason why a lot of clubs in Europe have their own academies in these countries because they can stay on top of these players and also they've got the rights to them, image rights or contractual rights, whatever. And they can keep it in-house and focus it like Nordschland do it, various other clubs do it. And in Cyprus, we need something like this. It sounds really messed up, but we need something like this. One or two clubs that have got a connection with another club in Europe where they can send their coaches, send all of their staff or whatever. But it's not going to happen in Cyprus because most clubs, I'd say 95% of clubs, the owners want full control over everything. And they have friends who are agents or contacts that are agents that also are involved in some way. And that's just the way it is. There's too much makumbaro or, or filosmu. There's too much of that happening in Cyprus. There's too much nepotism. 
And unless, and again, it, there are so many different moving parts to this. So the more we delve into it, the more we're going to be thinking, right, like there's also that to think about. There's also that. So there isn't a short answer to this. There isn't a short solution. You need yeah. to put it down in bullet points and say, how can we address each situation for it to work? And it's it will never happen in our generation, as I said, because the people that make the decisions are the ones that are very set in their ways. Perhaps the next generation or the generation after will get it right. But by that time, it might be too late because why? And again, this isn't a problem for me, but there are a lot of non-Cypriots living in Cyprus, like your Russians, your Ukrainians. They're going to have children. They're going to be in the educational system. They're going to be integrated and they're going to be Cypriot nationals. So we might have a, I don't know, Yannis Mikhailichenko playing for the national team one day. It sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm being well, I mean, satirical, you, you but say it's true. That, you say that as if it's a new thing. It's not a no, new I, thing. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's not a new thing, but it's also not a new thing for players to become um, not just Cypriot national team players, but to actually become like Asilaki Breus. So well, Gogitz, Spoliaritz brothers. Raufman is... He's, he's basically, he's more separate than you and me, yeah. Ralph, man. But I, say, I don't have a problem with it. But what I'm yeah. saying is because Cyprus is becoming is becoming more and more international in terms of more and more non-Cypriots mm -hmm. living in the island, we're going to have more. It's ratios. It's, and again, I, I've got no problem with it. Because no. even, even now, I'm still surprised that in the UK, we haven't got, if you look at the English national team, for example... You know, you got the typical English surnames, but there aren't any like, I don't know, Polish surnames in there. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it yeah. happens everywhere. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Completely. Completely understand. Is uh, I'm just. I'm just thinking. Yeah. At the, at the moment, you know, Spoljaritz has got three kids, and they and they've all been picked for the Supreme national team. You've got. Uh, Gogic has got we've got Alex Gogic he's playing for St Mirren and the Cypriot national team you know so there's it's 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 nothing new it's going to continue and people are going to get pissed off about it as they always do it is what it is but if 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 those if those players are picking to represent the nation because they feel an affinity to the nation. It's not just for the sake of, like, you know, it's it's not for the sake of, um, yeah, I'm going to play some national games because, you know, what's, what's, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Dosa Junior, for example, he's, he's Portuguese. Yep. You know. Laban, Marcata, Laban is French. Marco. You know, they, 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 these players, they they felt an affinity to the nation to yep. want to represent it in the first place. It's not just, oh, I'm going to represent Cyprus because that's the only country I can play for. You know, it's yeah. not because, you know, it's we're not a great footballing nation. As much as we no, put no. it across that, we're, no. you know... We're not. We're 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 a drop in the pot. We're a drop in the ocean. 
compared yeah. to some other places. So uh, this is why when you know someone like Joel Moll decides he wants to play for Cyprus, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Well, I remember yeah. when Dobrasinovic was playing for the national team. Yeah, you know, you know, even you mentioned Ralfman. You know, he's another one. So it's not du- uncommon. Dudes. Yes. Yeah, Kekes, sorry. Kekes. Kekes yeah. he's, he's, he's managing a Kukura, uh, Kukura, 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 You know, his son, I think he's in Slovenia at the moment, and yeah. he's in the 21s for Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. He's in uh, Trensin. That's right, yeah. yeah. And he's in the under-21s for Cyprus. But anyway. Anyway. Let's go to the next question. Let's go to the next one. Uh, oh, okay. This this might have a shorter answer because you don't want to get into trouble. Uh, another one from Ryan. Another question with the issues at Hermes. How do other lower division teams survive? There have been other mergers in the past and do you see more happening in the future? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you, you, you made a big deal about it um, last season is that this season the financial help from the Cyprus FA is increasing from, I think it, it was 20K last, yeah. last season. It's going to be 100,000 yeah. this season. So now the clubs have got an obligation to be full-time in the second division. And this is where the strain is because... Um, they don't have the attendances and because they don't have the attendances or the TV uh, money, they have to find other ways. So, for instance, sponsorship is a bit difficult as well because they don't have the eyes on the team that you would normally see. So they don't have the tickets. They don't have... uh, they, they, they don't they don't have much to go with so a lot of the clubs aren't managing is the is is the answer is the short answer to the question so for instance alki oroklinis when dugolu um halfway through the season last year uh, which kind of messed up the second division table uh Hermes are in a lot of trouble um, and the reason why a lot of these clubs are getting into trouble is because they're throwing a lot of money that they don't have at trying to get into the first division so that they can get the away fans from your Abuel or your Anorthosi or your Ammonia to get into the stadium and sell some tickets that way. Um, and it's always a problem. Because as soon as any of those teams fall out of the first division, for example, they go into a hole. Bayer 2014 is, I think, the fourth version of a team from Bayer, including Bob Guinira's Bayer's, who actually got into Europe at one point as well. Uh, And then within three years of getting to Europe, they dissolved. So... The, the answer is they don't manage. Now, Stell knows a bit more information about handshakes and whatnot that goes on in the background that 
uh, he's not going to divulge because he doesn't want to get into trouble. <laughs> um, which also helps with the financial management of some of the clubs. Uh, there's also some clubs, also, uh, there's some refugee clubs who get additional yeah. um, financing oh, yeah. from the government because as uh, a team from an area in the Gadahomena, they um, they are a connection to refugees to the place they're from. So uh, it, the government helps them to stay afloat. So um, it's a drop in the ocean for a club like Anorthosis, for instance. But Asilisis, it helps them quite a lot to budget yeah. uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, there there are many clubs in Cyprus, especially in the second division, that can survive um, because they're self-sustainable within reason. Um some of them have foreign investment, like for example, I think Ayanaba were under. They had a British. No, there was a British guy that was interested in in buying them a couple of years ago. You have Krasava, which have got a bit of money behind them. Again, if you want to look at Ipsona, look at their history. You've got Olympiagos, who got relegated, but they've had the ownership. Well, the chairman changed, so to speak, but they seem financially okay. Okay. You've got Omonia Gosienya. I'm not going to talk about that for, for various reasons. <laughs> Beya and Agrida, they're okay. Well, Agrida certainly are fine. Yeah. Agrida's different from everyone else we're discussing because they seem, they've yeah. got a model in place where yeah. they're actually signing players that they can then sell on for future value. Yeah. So, for instance, El Jamili or whatever his name was got sold by got sold to Levski Sofia for a six-figure yeah. sum, and that's helping them carry on for this season. Of course, but then you have other clubs like Bayek, as you mentioned. They're one of the refugee clubs, so they get a little bit extra. Um, but then there's Hermes, as you mentioned, and Box, who Box have had are. Oh, I, I'm not even going to go into what I've heard about Box again for, for various reasons. I'm not going to go into that. Questionable is using the term loosely, I think. So they, they do find a way to stay afloat, but it is literally, you know, the millimeters away from the nose. That's how close it is to be to, to drowning. And as far as the third division clubs, I, I, I've seen one club, their portfolio on attempting to sell and it doesn't look financially feasible based on what I've been told by potential investors. So, but what I will say though is take, okay, if you pick up all of these clubs and dump them in a part of the world where Geographically, it's not favourable from a political perspective. The clubs are worth nothing. But all of these clubs are lucky that they're in Cyprus for various reasons, not because of the weather, not because of the culture, not because of the the way that things are done from a, 
legal perspective out there. But obviously, we know about the tax haven. We know that Cyprus is geographically positioned to be very close to the Middle East and very close to Russia. So you've got the British bases, the American interest, you've got the Russian interest, you've got the, uh, the uh, Arabic interest, close to Africa, so close to Italy. So where it is in the world, it's beautiful. So any club looking to sell, that is one unique selling point. And then I mentioned the tax situation, which is something that's discussed not in emails, but obviously over the phone or on WhatsApp or on Zoom. But then there's other factors as well. So yes, Cyprus is a very questionable place to invest your money. But from a long-term perspective, given the value of land, given the value uh, and, the, and the potential to invest and make money, it is a great place to be. But football isn't the right industry to get into if you want to invest your money, in my opinion. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Tourism, uh, apartments, property, housing... You know, even even agriculture, fantastic, go for it. But football, stay away from it. Yeah, stay you're only getting it. involved if you love it, and then you probably end up not loving it after that. Mate, listen, <laughs> if, if I had five million in the bank, right? I know it's a low figure, right? For football, mm. if I had five million in the bank, I would not invest that five million in Cyprus football clubs. No chance. No, no chance. I'd rather shit my hands and clap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's pretty much it. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's well. That's there there was one got. more question that you didn't mention from Pedro. Is it? I didn't see it. No, no. Yeah, he 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 was asking for my um uh my advice for Omonia to sign the centre forward because it's a it's a joke between me and him now. Um, right, is for Omonia to sign Vesenovic. <laughs> well. I'd, I'd like to see him back in Cyprus. Yeah. Personally. I'd like to see yeah. him back in Cyprus. Uh, and, you know, you're looking for a forward. So. Well, yeah, this, this is it. But unfortunately, you know what it's like in Cyprus, okay? A lot of football fans are so critical about players. Unless it's a player with a strong CV, they shoot them down before they've even got on the plane. Honestly. I'm only being linked with so many players and I've seen tweets and messages on forums and that kind of stuff and they don't give the players a bloody chance. Literally, they, they, the guy hasn't even packed his bags and the fans are like, oh, you shit. He hasn't got a strong CV. I don't like, know what to tell you. Well, yeah. I mean, that's also why you've probably got clubs avoiding buying 25, 26, 27-year-olds as well. That's why they're always getting the 33-year-olds, because they're the ones with the CV. Mate, I'll be honest with you, right? I'm, I'm going to say this because I can, right? I was talking to one agent in Cyprus, and I was very impressed with his outlook on football and how he does his business. Because you could talk to, to him about a player being available, and he would say, okay, well, the first thing I want to know is salary, and number two, his injury record. Because I don't want to be proposing a player to clubs knowing that you know his ankles are made out of glass mm. and he wants 500k a year 
Yeah. I don't do business that way. But then there's other agents I've spoken to. They're like, send me his CV. And if he can negotiate his, his finances and he's happy to take cash, then we'll, we'll find him a club. <laughs> you see it? It's ridiculous. Uh, my guy, this is Cyprus. And that was This Is Mappa. Thank you for tuning in, boys and girls. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at This Is Mappa and on Twitter. My Instagram is there. Tasso's Instagram and Twitter is there. Everything is in the description. Anything else, Tasso, you'd like to add? No, man. No, man. Let's, let's get going. Okay. Well, until next time, hopefully we'll be discussing our teams going through to the next round. Fingers crossed. Until next time. And, and the league starting. And the league starts. Yes. Yes. On the next 19th. weekend. Come yes. on. Let's go. Adios.